This is Above Grade with J.S. Brown and your host, Bryce Jacob. Welcome to Above Grade, where each week we discuss the construction landscape in Central Ohio. By now, you've been listening for several months, and you know that this is the best podcast on the planet. You want to tell us about us or give us any ideas, you can certainly email us at abovegrade at jsbrowncompany.com. Now, every week I'm here in the studio, and I'm with my good friend Greg Hansberry, and we're here for your educational and your entertaining value. Mm-hmm. So, great to be with you every week. Thanks. And we've decided I have no informational value, so... Well, not yet. Therefore, not, that's year two. Okay. Year right. one, we're just loading that that beautiful head of yours full of knowledge right. and jargon okay. that you can take home and woo the wife with. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm learning all sorts of words now to, to croon to, to my wife. Yeah. Coping saw. Coping saw. Yeah. Honey, let me make some notches in that wood. No. Just stop. With my coping saw. No. That's not... You're using it wrong. So... You know, I don't think she can cope with that because I sure can. So, <laughs> all right. Well, you know, you know, every week we have a great guest in here, which makes this the greatest podcast on the planet. But it's about to get better, mm-hmm. and sure you know is. exactly why. I knew this guest before I even knew you, Bryce. I know, and I'm about to be replaced, aren't I? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're in here with Courtney Bowie, a, a blast from the past. Yeah. Hello. Woo-hoo. And uh, Courtney is a design consultant at J.S. Brown Company, so I get to spend every day with her, except Saturday and Sunday, typically, unless we've got a home show or something going on. And other than that, we get to see each other every day. So I'm catching up on all the days that you'd spent with Greg in high school, right, at Bishop Watterson? Is that where you were? No, they don't let you in there? Well, they they don't (laughs) let me in there. Uh, We went to college together. We're flyers. Oh, that was was after that. Okay. Uh, But my wife and her went to high school together at uh, Watterson. I knew there was some connection there. Yeah. Yeah. With Bishop Watterson. That's it. So uh, they're, they're Watterson girls, and uh, I just married into the family, I guess. Yeah, yeah. we're all flyers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're all a bunch of flyers. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, congratulations <laughs> Thank on you. that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Way, way to go. Way to go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Is that the fight song? I don't know. <laughs> I hear it's a great place, though. So. Magical. <laughs> All right. It's we don't remember a lot of it, to be honest, Bryce. <laughs> oh. oh, what were you doing? <laughs> Enjoying our uh, Milwaukee's best beer. But it's nothing like J.S. Brown. No. <laughs> what? No, it is not. No. <laughs> Just to be clear, it is not. But there's always a, a learning experience. So Absolutely. in that way, it's probably pretty similar. Yes. So let's get to know Courtney a little bit. This is the this is the two-minute crash course, okay. right? Sounds so, good. We just learned a lot. Yes. Okay. Bishop Watterson. Yes. So you're from this area. Mm-hmm. Upper Arlington is your stomping grounds. It is. Or was then and still is today. Correct. Yeah. I um, bought a house a block from where I grew up. So I lived down the street from my parents, which is fun. And <laughs> For get her to partici- husband. <laughs> Lucky <laughs> husband. Like, oh, it's your parents. Again. <laughs> Looking in our window. Again. Well, we get to participate our walk. in all the 4th of July festivities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Yes, I went to Watterson and then University of Dayton and have a degree in sociology and then decided that as much as I enjoyed it, I decided to go get a degree in design as well. And that was in New York, right? It was. It was in New York City. So I have a degree in sociology and design and feel like I use both. Yes, you do in this industry. Yes. Absolutely. So you were in New York City Mm -hmm. and so when, and you came back to Columbus. I did. Uh, but you were in that design market for what, six, seven years? Was it that long or was it a little bit less than that? Uh, five to six. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So a little bit yeah. less than that. Would a little, right sorry, answer. a little bit less than that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me calculate how many days. <laughs> That's right. So the design market here in Columbus, was that what called you out of there? Or your parent, your mom did? <laughs> well, Rita Bauer. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it was just a good opportunity to come back to Columbus. And it was interesting because I had not really spent a lot of time in Columbus in the seven years that I had been in New York. And so I really had no idea what the design landscape was moving back and was really um, very impressed with how much was going on both commercially and residentially. Mm -hmm. And it just keeps continuing to grow and grow and to see just how dynamic and different Columbus is from when I was growing up to even just in the last couple of years. It's been really fun to follow. Mm -hmm. So you are more interior design. So you kind of handle that kind of role. Is that right? In New York and here you, you do some of that, mm -hmm. but you also help establish initial visions with people as a design yeah. consultant. Yep. So what's that like? Take, take everybody through that's listening what a, yeah. a day is like. And, uh, and no, if we're not cracking open old Milwaukee, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah the beast. <laughs> or, or bourbon or any of those yeah. other things it's to too get late. you through this conversation. Too late, Bryce. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, well, so I think one of the f probably most fun thing about the job is just that, oh, besides you, Bryce, of course, oh. <laughs> in this moment on the radio uh -huh, podcast with yeah, Greg, uh -huh. um, is that each day is very different. And so we all are working on projects that are at different phases. And so... Um, we're, you know, working, we're out meeting potential clients. We're working on kind of initial concepts with design, working with clients through the design process. Um, and then we're, you know, at points when we finally are feel ready that with the design, we are, you know, meeting, getting the, them ready for the project to start. And then when the project starts where I'm, you know, out with clients on the job site. So um, each day kind of brings a little bit of all of that to it. All of that, a little difference mm -hmm. and crossover in different stages of it. So yeah, right down to running a first appointment. Yes. Yeah. So, so t let's talk a little bit about that. Let's go in order with some okay. of this and really dissect your day. That sounds okay. Good. Cause I got to make sure you're really doing what you should be doing. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> don't, don't should have studied up. up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And your review's next week. So <laughs> okay. don't mess this up. All right. It starts at about eight o'clock <laughs> with Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. Okay. So uh, let, let's start with first appointment, what, what that's like. And so, People usually contact mm -hmm. the company or are referred to the company and then you go out and meet them. Yeah. What's so, like? um, you know, initially give them a phone call just to see what's on their mind, you know, how they came across J.S. Brown. And so, again, as you said, they, a lot of times they either referred or call in, you know, either if they see our cars out or signs in the yards or, um, you know, just Any email search. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, typically give them a call just to hear about what's on their mind, what they're thinking about, start to talk through that process a little bit and then go out and meet them. Um, typically about an hour or so, um, let clients know that and just kind of depends on, you know, really what the scope of the project's mm -hmm. going to be. Number and of questions so, they have all that. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a great really first um, conversation. You know, it's interesting, you know, people are at very different points. You know, some people have remodeled several times before. Some mm -hmm. people, this is their first time doing anything. And some people have a little bit of knowledge because they have, may have been do-it-yourselfers with either a first house or a smaller project around their house. And so um, we cover a lot of bases in that first appointment mm -hmm. from just what the um, scope of work is, how long they've lived in the home, why now is the right time to do the project, um, you know, financial expectations of the project and then really what, how, you know, how we can carry them through the project. Mm -hmm. Do you typically like to have 
husband and wife there or both partners there, or if there's multiple decision makers, do you like to have them at that first appointment or doesn't it matter? Um, I think it's valuable to have both of them. We go through a lot of information and so it's a lot easier for us to convey the converse, you know, if they're the, that information than having one of the, you know, partners have to then, you know, let their partner know later mm. all that information. Sometimes what I'll do is if only one partner can make it to that first meeting, invite them into our showroom so that way they can, mm-hmm. you know, meet. It's a really good opportunity for them to meet the team as well. Um, a lot of people like to come in and meet either you and Paul and Jeff Brown and, um, you know, sometimes I even pull in some of our interior designers sure. to show them a little bit more of our design process. Um, so again, everyone's kind of in a different phase of where they feel comfortable and kind of what questions they have or what their expectations are going to be on it. So when possible, I do like to have both partners available, but mm-hmm. we can be flexible on yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There's always a backup plan with that, which isn't a problem. So what happens in that meeting? So how do they get started? Um, well, you know, you you feel good about them. They feel good about you. And then what's next? So from there we do have, um, you hire us to go through that design process. And so that is based really on size and scope of the project. And so something we determine, we, we come out and have the opportunity to see the project and talk through it with, um, you know, with each person. And from there, then our essentially, I guess I would say our deliverables with that are, we are, um, the first step is our, um, is our photo measure. So Mm -hmm. myself and the interior designer, and then we also have an architect on staff that sometimes, depending on the project, um, comes out as well. And so we are, uh, we go out, we sit with the client, really at that point determine, you know, that we're all still on the same page about what the scope of the project is. And then we just spend time in the home taking pictures, taking those measurements. I always like to spend just a few minutes in there really just, you know, feeling the home and really mm-hmm. kind of taking it in on seeing what the potential of the space is. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting because so many times clients have lived in their home for so long and they have kind of a thought of the direction that it could go. And so it's fun for us to be able to show clients the, you know, kind of, okay, here's along the direction you were thinking, but here are some other I- ideas mm-hmm. that we have for you as well. So, you know, we that's the first step. And then from there, we are taking you know, those plans and, and drawing what we call our as built. So, yeah. you know, we're drawing up the plans and then starting that design process. Yeah, coming up with new concepts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you so, work on all those concepts. So, you, yep. you know, you're, you're actually way ahead of Greg <laughs> because you know an awful lot about construction. Well. And it's been fun watching him learn. I've been soaking it in. Yeah. I did yeah. I did pretty well on the quiz uh, a couple podcasts yeah. ago. He, he, uh, he stunningly quizzed me well. about uh, kitchen design. Ooh. And I... Uh, I did not fail. Well, you've done yeah. your own. Right. You've been a part of some projects yourself. Exactly. He, so, uh, yeah, it like, must be a Dayton thing because he <laughs> just had very good intellectual, well thought out process <laughs> questions. I well, figured we were going to stump you a lot well, more. Well, I give all the credit to my wife. I still do. Yeah. I just. Well, you should for I everything. do whatever she technically <laughs> told me to do. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you don't go alone on you've taking well. credit for anything. Yes. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of grays. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. So you do that. You develop plans. What happens? Mm-hmm. Clients like the plan, don't like the plan. Is always it a, love them. Is it a one and done from there? Or you keep working on hashing it out? Yeah. Again, there's it's you know there's no typicals in this, and so um, oftentimes we show clients a couple of different plans, and some of them there are 
um, multiple facets of the plans that could be, um, you know, kind of combined A, A, B, and C. There's a bathroom and plan A that could work with plan C, um, but just start to show clients really that full potential of the space. And so um, one of the neat things is in the meeting, sometimes we can get on our computer software and start to make a few of the changes as mm-hmm. we're sitting there with the clients. And that's fun just to kind of see um you know, how they all process things differently. And so what gets them excited or what they're really, you know, thinking about, and, mm-hmm. you know, especially when we throw something out there that's a little bit different than, you know, they're originally yeah. thinking. So. Um, yeah. And I think it's, uh, you brought up the software uh, that we use, which has terrific rendering capabilities. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's, that's a very important part of what we do. You know, I think about people can't see it, use it, really do anything with it until we're done building it. Mm -hmm. That's a big leap of faith. You know, I had that conversation Mm -hmm. a lot. You've heard me say that many times with people because they're, they're trusting that the floor plan that you have um, is worth the $150,000 you're asking them to spend on developing it. And you're working off of small samples, but it's not like a car. You know, you've heard me use this analogy a lot. You can go to the car lot, jump in a car, and drive it around and make your decision whether it's one you'd want to continue to drive or not. And then you can hop in another car and you might test drive five or six of them, but it's the physical car that you would go home with. And this is an investment that's generally quite a bit more, two, three, four, five, ten times the cost of a car in many cases, that you don't really have much more than images or, you know, like the software that we've invested in to be able to show renderings and walkthroughs of the space. That's what you're buying on. So you... It's that's not easy. No, it's really not. I mean, I think the software really helps because, you know, um, not everyone can see, take that floor plan and understand, Mm -hmm. you know, what they see. But I think that being able to show, but then we even sometimes how clients even seeing color or something in that if it's not the color that they love, sometimes that can throw. So it is, it's an, Mm -hmm. it's a balance of. Um, pulling together those renderings and samples and the floor p- plan and doing just a really nice job of explaining and, and showing not only the aesthetics, but how is it going to like change your life? But yeah, you're absolutely right that it is. It's, it's very hard when there's not a tangible yeah. piece to it. Yeah. The history of the company has a track record where we've been able to satisfy clients. I mean, it's about 76% of our total volume comes off of repeat and referral, which is a huge number for a company where there's so many days that can go wrong, you know, (laughs) and uh, to to be able to convert that many people to someone that would say, this is who you should work with. When we've just had dust all over their house, we've inconvenienced them. They haven't had a working kitchen, whatever it might be. um, Service is really important. So Courtney has talked a lot about, are just the process of getting the right design. But the next step is really where the rubber meets the road. And that's the service once construction Mm -hmm. starts. And Courtney has an amazing track record for repeat and referral clients. She has one client that we're going to get on the show here in a few weeks upcoming, Mm -hmm. Amy Sumner, who's just one of these clients that she got her, her wires wired right you know, mentally (laughs) in this project. And it's teamed up perfectly with Courtney. So there's this um, understanding and clear expectations. I want to talk about expectations in a minute here um, of, of what to expect day in, day out, and then deliver it. And so, you know, as clients dial in, but then Courtney's communication is just off the charts. You'd be proud of your fellow flyer there you go. here because she's a superstar in this industry and really 
um, has done a terrific job of taking care of, of clients and, and getting those recommendations, which is what we kind of live for once the client is satisfied with their project is what's next, you know, because we get excited about this. There's no, no doubt about it. We get really excited about the conversion of space. I guess we wouldn't do this. <laughs> well, I think you make such a good point too, because you know you are living through this for you know six months or whatever the inconvenience is, and like I think clients once they're finally through that, it's like they you don't remember the pain of the remodel once you're in that space because it's just so life changing that it's any inconvenience is you know at that point forgotten. You're absolutely right that clients can't wait to do their next project. Yeah. Yeah, but man, when they're in it, <laughs> yeah. most of them aren't so, they aren't so Amy Sumner-like, or you know, or yeah, or Jeffy <laughs> just loved it. You know, we had a, had a list of, of clients that are just, you know, they absolutely love construction. It's like, you know, when we're done with the project, they miss having coffee with the guys in the morning and hearing about the weekends and watching the guys pet the dog on the floor and the kids miss our guys too, mm -hmm. you know, because they're teaching them some little neat things and hopefully future apprentices will blossom out of those relationships. But, you know, when we're gone, life changes in a lot of ways. One, they got converted space, which they're just so thrilled. You know, I'd, fortunately I haven't had a client where they've come back and said, I would have done this completely differently. That design process that Courtney was talking about is so important that we we take the time to get the design right and pair that with the investment where they're comfortable and then the value is immeasurable when it's done you know they'll forget about the price once they're living in it which mm -hmm. is very common because it changes their life so dramatically it's getting people to take the leap of faith that's tricky right and uh, because you have very few things in the whole scheme of it to be able to work with to say spend $90,000 here sure. or $250,000 here. And it's, that's a lot of money. I mean, it's a lot of money, no matter how you slice it or dice it, it's a ton of money. And, and we see people doing it all day, every day. It's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a, another thing that we talk a lot about in those first appointments because it is, um, you know, just getting people kind of aligned with where the investment is going to come in at, because that's something that, I like to be very honest with people about because I don't want to go through this process and then be surprised about, you know, what this really is going to cost because that's the hardest thing is to get excited about something mm -hmm. and then realize, you know, that that's not all in alignment with what they were thinking. So. Yeah. So the number is a huge part of it. So we're going to talk about that in a second because okay. it's a perfect time to pause and mm -hmm. do our favorite thing of the week, right? Tip of the week. Tip of the week. It's time for the tip of the week. Relationships are based on trust, and relationships are necessary for a successful remodeling project. Evaluate your experience with each person you meet before hiring a contractor. If there's something that just doesn't feel right in your gut, listen to it. You'll be working with this person for a long time through very important decisions and some challenging times. If you're not loving them when they're at their best behavior in the first meeting, it could mean tough sailing once the dust starts to fly. So in other words, hire Courtney Bowie because you'll have more fun than you've ever been able to shake a stick at in that first meeting. And it just gets better throughout the course of the project. It is because it's a stressful period of time for the homeowner. So that's it's good when you got somebody, a fellow flyer to a fellow flyer. smooth it over, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that is something that we do well is that we find that balance with our clients of how to make it fun. You know, and I yeah. think we also tee up our clients very much to know that it is remodeling. You know, something's going to happen, but that we're going to take care of you. But yeah. if you let it, it can be a really fun process. And I would say most of the time, that's really how the experience goes. Yeah. What's that? They say people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Yeah. And that's a really important um, 
thing for us all to remember, you know, in our company, we talk about that a lot is, you know, before you start telling how wonderful the company is and how we're going to take care of everything, let them know we're going to take care of them first and foremost as people. The space is um, is a byproduct to their satisfaction of did we convert it. But the journey, we can, we'll make it beautiful and it's going to be an outstanding space at the end. But if the journey to get there is terrible, mm-hmm. it, you just never reap the benefit of it wholeheartedly because you got heartburn over how you got there. So, you know, letting people know, you know, what you just said, Courtney, is dead on. It's remodeling. You know, Jeff Brown said it, I think in our very first episode, Best remodeling is best defined by a thousand things trying to go wrong all at one time. We're trying to limit the number of them. And so we do tell people straight out of the gate, whether they like to hear it or not, something's going to go wrong. Don't know what it is. Don't know how big it is, how major it is. We're going to be there right with you through that to get you through it. And we will get you through it always. And so some people say, well, I don't like dust. Well, I don't know anyone except a drywaller who likes (laughs) dust. And I don't get (laughs) that at all. But there's going to be dust and there's going to be inconvenience and there's going to be delays and there's going to be days that you feel like it's just not moving quickly enough. It's construction. So if that is too much, and I've said this to people and you have too, if it's too much for you to be, for your heart to take, it isn't something you should do and build a new home where you can just go out to the job site and go back and sleep in your bed and have a dinner at your table. But remodeling is n- it's not for everyone. Right. I just flat out tell everyone that right now. It's just not for everyone because it is not easy. You got to have someone that can take you through it. Well, and I think to go back to that question about is it good to have both partners there at that first meeting, like to talk to them about what really is going to be, you know, what's on their mind during this. Because, again, that conversation, one partner may feel strongly about how challenging it could be where the other one doesn't, or they both may feel that way. And we have the, uh, emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. that shows kind yeah. of a journey of, of the process and how you're going to feel through it, which is, I don't always show every client that, right. but when they start to talk about how they may feel during it, I pull it out just to kind of show them where your emotions probably will be during the process. Yeah. We've been, the, this company has been around 40 years doing this. So we've got a lot of things figured out to be successful. You don't, you don't do this for 40 years if you're overpriced or you're underpriced or you don't have your systems figured out on how to service, uh, deliver service. Um, so do a lot of things. It's always a red flag to me when a homeowner starts telling me how we need to be doing business. It's generally, uh, someone that we're not going to be working with. You know, just, there are people, Greg, believe it or not, that we identify that we're not a fit for mm-hmm. to, to make the project a success. And uh, no one wants to have both parties lose. Sure. Uh, that isn't healthy. It isn't fun. And so if we identify that early on, we have the, you know, respectful conversation of, I don't think we're the right fit. It goes for both how ways, you want to I guess, that interview process for sure. If, mm-hmm. if you if you don't think you can really succeed. Yeah, we're by no means going out hoping every job is ours. Right. Um, we are going out there and hoping that the, the clients that really uh, understand this and um, are looking forward to a relationship or a partnership going through this, that's a great fit mm-hmm. for us. Well, and I've heard you say this a lot of times too, both in, um, in, you know, the design process itself. And then also during a project is just that we're on the same team. Like we want the mm, same mm-hmm. outcome. Yeah. We sit know? on the same side of the table when we make decisions together. You know, we want, I want it to go peacefully. I don't want unexpected things in the middle of a project. I hate change orders as much as a client does. Trust me. Yeah. I mean, I've lost a lot of sleep over the years. 
of knowing I've got a change order to present that I know a client isn't going to be happy about, but it's not because we've made a mistake. You know, we don't charge people because we go, oops, I misestimated that. So I need to charge more. It's, we find something that we couldn't have seen with our x-ray vision through a wall. And now there's a cost associated with fixing it. I'd rather put it into something pretty versus something that's just in the wall to keep things from becoming unpretty later. Uh So, but that's necessary. Run into a lot of stuff that people have done previously in their homes, you know, do it yourself. People have done things and we open it up and we go, that's code official. Never pass that. (laughs) You know, we've got to correct that. And there's a cost to the homeowner. I mean, Amy Sumner, case in point, you know, there was a structural problem to the tune of many thousands of dollars that, you know, you've heard me say the six inch rule, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The six inches between your ears is all you have to manage. (laughs) And if you can't manage six inches, man, you are doomed. But those are the only six inches you need to manage is just how your perception is or your perspective of the project. And you can, you can enjoy all six of those inches or you can make yourself go into a tailspin but you know we're going to help you manage that. But that's we need people to really focus. Right there, on. that's yeah. that's a second yeah. tip of the week. Second, oh my gosh, bonus show. Bonus. Yeah. bonus that, <laughs> that's precisely why this is the greatest podcast on the planet. We squeeze two tips <laughs> in, twice as many tips of the week. <laughs> that's right. We double down. It's like you flyers. It's what you do. Got two flyers in the room. Two tips of the week. So let's talk oh, money gosh. for a yes. minute because that's obviously a big part. It is. Yeah. Of the project are investing. Mm-hmm. So usually. People have very realistic financial expectations, right? <laughs> oh, that's a lie. Sometimes. Um, really when? <laughs> when someone's already told them what it could be. Okay. Um, no, I think a lot of people have, again, there's so many different factors out there that are influencing people of one, you know, we have the HGTVs of the world and mm-hmm. um, there's, I think some people just have what they want it to cost is I think yep. probably what I run and, you know, I would say is probably the majority of where clients are. They just, you know, say, how much are you think, you know, comfortable investing in this project? And they say X. And when I, you know, I just kind of ask where that came from. It's more of just like, well, that's what we want it to be. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'd all be driving Ferraris. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Every car would be a Ferrari. Yeah. Well, so how do you deal with that? Well, I think there's a couple, I think, um, you know, where we have the cost versus value, I think is a really Mm -hmm. nice tool that we have. Um, I think one of the, it's a um, website that, you know, clients can go to and we have a form, I typically have the you know, the form with me to show clients. It's common remodeling projects that the numbers come from Columbus, Ohio building department. So they're Mm -hmm. not J.S. Brown numbers. And they kind of give a guideline of what people are spending on a kitchen project, a bathroom project, and they go kind of mid-range to high end. And so a lot of times we're able to look at kind of what's in between. Um, So that's, I think, a good jumping off point a lot for the conversation. Um, and then, you know, it just kind of, you have to see how people react from there. You know, it's sometimes it's, it's a big jump. You know, I try to have the conversation a little bit on the phone at first, you know, just to kind of gauge where people's head is at, um, just so that way we can have a really effective meeting. Uh, but it's, you know, you kind of just have to see how kind of, I don't want to say far off, but, you know, kind of where people are and mm-hmm. where it potentially could be. And, yeah. um, you know, and I think sometimes you tell people where it could be and they're like, oh, OK, we just had no idea. And then some yeah. people are like, oh, I There's saw no an way. HGTV yeah. Yeah. that, yeah. you know, a whole edition could be 10 grand. Yeah, you know? I, was like, I saw that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> that was something else. Well. Yeah. 
So, yeah, and I think that's it is just realistic expectations. You know, when you, you know, I said it earlier and I don't mean to harp on it, but you, you can't be in business 40 years if you're not, you know, if you're not priced right, because it's a very important part of managing your business. We wouldn't be able to stay in business and serve and give a five-year warranty and do all those things if we were underpriced. So you just go out of business. And if you were overpriced, you'd never be able to sell anything. So uh, there's a there's a sweet spot we're in. It's a really good market. Um, we're a good fit. You know, Greg, we did a show earlier. Uh, if you remember, we were talking about the different types of contractors there are out there. And of course, mm-hmm. design build is a little bit more of a full service where we do the architectural design, we do the interior design and handle the construction and then warranty. And it's kind of turnkey. Sure. And there are some homeowners that say, well, what are some ways that I can really manage the cost down on the investment? Because there are ways. One is be more hands-on and that's not design build anymore. That's where you're maybe, um, getting plans done and then sending them out for bid and you're doing the lowest bid thing, but you get what you pay for. And that's very frustrating for people because it's your time is your equity that you put into it. And that doesn't always go poorly, but it doesn't always go well. And it's a, that's a risk. But that might be worth it too. I mean, we did a little bit of that and honestly it might've been worth just paying somebody to manage it all, you know, project manager because of all the scheduling and the time that it takes. You might not be in there actually painting and sanding and speckling or whatever, but uh, the management of that is, yeah. it takes a lot. We find that most of our client base is 50 plus in, in age. And the reason of that is they can't afford not to do it right again. Mm-hmm. And many of them have gone through it before where they've, they've tried to outsmart the industry mm-hmm. and do it as inexpensively as they can. And they find that there's, there's a trade-off with it. Some people are fine with it. Nothing wrong with it. But some people will, and not everybody needs fine design. You know, we talked about Paul Martin and how he copes everything versus miters everything and <laughs> puts it together. And that takes more time, but there's more attention to detail. But that's where we have our sweet spot as a company. There are a lot of people that want, you know, if they're going to, uh, they understand if I want it done at a very high level of attention to detail, then I understand I have to pay for it. Sure. And, uh, and that's where we've decided to position ourselves in the market to serve. It isn't that we don't want to serve people. It's we want to, we want to do it right. So you can stand behind it and be proud of it and last with it. We're not going to flip homes and we won't make any money flipping homes. And we get a lot of calls from people saying, Hey, I, I want to get this stuff done and then sell it right away. Well, I just tell them, Hey, that's a bad idea, mm-hmm. you know, cause we're not going to cut corners. And that's what you need when you're flipping is to cut the corners. Cause you want to make money when you flip. It's not about losing money. If you're going to live in it for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, it'd be very smart mm-hmm. to go our route. And I think another challenging thing is that, you know, we sit in these meetings and people are, you know, it's important. They want to have an understanding of what that investment's going to be. But until we really know what the design is, it's very hard to, you know, we can give a ballpark and sometimes that ballpark is, you know, $100,000 from one end to the other just right. because, Again, it really ultimately depends on, are we opening that wall or are we not opening that wall? Mm -hmm. It kind of just depends. And we may explore both options, but at the end of the day, you may like that more expensive option better, but until we can really dive in. And that's, again, that leap of faith because, Mm -hmm. you know, I I can't sit there and tell you what the project's going to be and how much it's going to cost until we get into it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no such thing as a square foot cost in remodeling. You know, we hear that a lot. Well, what do you charge for a square foot? what square feet, what are you putting in the square feet? You know, everything we do is full custom. So 
Um, there really isn't, it, we're not like a new home builder that has model A, B, or C that can just rattle that off. You know, there's existing structure, there's existing conditions, there's different product that we're asked to look at. I mean, we've got, we've done a bathroom that's the exact same size at $70,000 and someone's probably sitting here going $70,000 for a master bathroom, which is a large bathroom, uh, or, you know, a normal size master bath and that same bathroom with different product, and we're working on it right now, is 350000 mm, wow. Exact same bathroom. It, same size as all the other sure. ones out there. It's just how we're finishing it out. What's the shower like? There's body spray, steam units. There's all kinds of crazy things going gold on. bidet. Well, I mean, there <laughs> literally there's gold grand. leaf in, in this thing. And there's yeah, there some, is a gold bidet. Yeah, there's some <laughs> custom, uh, the, the custom project? cabinetry is yes. very ornate and more detailed custom carvings and just, you know, it's not stuff you see in the market every single project, every single day. So if someone says, what's your square foot cost? It's, you know, how much is a car per pound? Sure. Is there a good response? Because you, which car are we talking about? Mm-hmm. So uh, they're very, uh, very specific to what the design is and what uh, alterations have to be done to the existing structure to begin working on the new direction. And I think one of the things that, um, you know, we're sitting here talking about how it is, it's, ex- you know, it just adds up and remodeling is expensive, but I would say that something we do really well is, um, kind of setting the expectation of really letting clients know a good range. Um, and then also, um, being mindful and cognizant of that during the design process. So knowing if a client really feels more comfortable here that we're trying to show them options that we're not getting, you know, carried away. But, you know, it is also our responsibility to show them the potential. Mm-hmm. And so just sure. finding that balance between the two. Yep, absolutely. Courtney, awesome having you on. I know right now everyone's like, how do I get in touch with Courtney? I want her to come out and look at my place. Mm-hmm. How do they do that? Well, you can mm-hmm. call the office. No, they're going to go to your email. Well, I need to email you. Or you can email me at Courtney at jsbrowncompany.com. Yeah, don't call. Then someone's going to have to transfer them oh, okay. and all that stuff. Just, just <laughs> This just is a digital email. media. Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on. We Get know with how the to times. email, Courtney. Jeez. <laughs> Get with the digital world <laughs> out here. Huh? Tweet at me. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet at me. Tweet me. Yeah, like me. Okay, or whatever that is. All right. Courtney, thank you. Always thank you. wonderful. We'll have you back on sometime. We're going to talk, pick your brain on some design ideas that you have Excellent. or even talk some projects through, and we're going to get your client on. Yes. You're going to be here to chat with her and let people know how much fun they can have when working not just with J.S. Brown, but with you specifically. Perfect. All right, here we go. Greg, thanks again every week. As a flyer, you've go flyers deeper in my heart as well. Every week we cover great topics here on Above Grade. We hope that you're enjoying this podcast. Please remember to send us your requests for topics or of interesting stories about a remodeling experience that you had and possibly be invited on the show. So make sure that you email us at abovegrade at jsbrowncompany.com and we'll follow up with you. If you don't want to send anything to us, that's okay. Be sure to check out our archive of Above Grade podcasts on iTunes or at jsbrowncompany.com. Still can't get enough construction mumbo-jumbo? Be sure to tune in to From Our House to Your Home, the Remodeler Showcase, with Frog Hauling each Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. on Sunday 95. Until next week, this is Bryce Jacob wishing you a great week to build from. Above Grade is a Columbus Radio Group production and produced by me, Greg Hansberry.